Hello, humans, and welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers podcast, episode 101. We are recording on Thursday, May 27th, 2021. I am one of your hosts, AJ ID. I'm joined today by none other than at Stellar Smalls, aka Angie. Angie, how are you doing today? Oh, good. I'm nice and full. I had a delicious cheeseburger from Kona Grill. It was so good. Oh, I've never been there, but I've heard good things. I haven't either. That's my first thing I've ever had. They were just they're doing a deal where it's like seven ninety nine for takeout or delivery on their signature burger. Oh, it's so good. Dude, I'm in one hundred percent. Yeah. I'm actually bomb. I haven't eaten dinner yet, so I'm pretty hungry, but um I've got my iced coffee here. Uh we had some technical difficulties. We actually Oops. I know, Angie, yesterday it was like I don't know, 65 degrees and sunny. We had the full crew. We had like one that we recorded literally the best episode we've ever, ever recorded. It was one of the good days. And then one of those good days. we just had technical difficulties on like the one track that we couldn't have them, which was the host track. So here we are for round two. Uh, so it might be a little bit weird for us. We've talked about some of this already, but it won't be weird for you, <laughs> listener, which is fine. <laughs> But if you want to be part of the conversation, or if you have a pressing question you want us to weigh in on, you can reach us on Twitter at Podcast. If you don't use Twitter, you can send email the old-fashioned way to podcast at multinormalgamers.com. That's our website. You can go check it out. Also, you can find our newsletter there. That's called Mostly Normal Monthly. If you want to find back orders, you can like subscribe and whatnot at mngamers.substack.com. It's good stuff. I think we're like just two or three weeks away from our next one. So I'm going to have to start looking at what I'm going to write. I've got some homework to do. I know. I think I'm going to do some Breath of the Wild situations, but we'll we'll see. Oh, that sounds like a good thing. It sounds like you've had like some really awesome experiences in that game. So yeah, um, I guess speaking of Breath of the Wild, um, what have you been playing this week? Yeah, well, obviously, Breath of the Wild. I can't not play that game, I feel like, until I do all the things in it. Um, so the DLC I've been working on, and I finally got that the motorbike, the motorcycle. I'm so excited about it. I It took a lot to get that, which I'm actually happy about, because I was so disappointed with how the Calamity Ganon fight happened. That was just very anticlimactic like it was too easy for you or you were too op or something well it was i think maybe um i don't want to like toot my own horn as they say but i feel like i got too good (laughs) and it just like seemed easy for me so i didn't i didn't like it that much um but getting the process of getting this motorcycle was a little bit more challenging, but I liked it that way. What did that even entail, if it's not too spoilery? I don't know. It looked like you needed to get, like, I don't know the words exactly, like, legendary items or something. Yeah, so, yeah, spoiler alert, so people don't want to hear it. They should, you know, mute it for a moment. But um, in the DLC, you have to go back to the Shrine of Resurrection, where you came from, Mm -hmm. um, and you... Put in your, um, what is that iPad thingy that you carry around? The Sheikah Slate. You put the Sheikah uh, Slate It looks in like there. a switch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Link's switch. Yeah. You put that in the pedestal thing and it uh, that shrine of resurrection will bring you, 
wait, am I thinking of this backwards now? Basically, you had to go to each point by the or where you would defeat each of um, the divine beasts, and a new thing would pop up. It's not a shrine, but it shows you pictures of where shrines will be. You have to do certain tasks, and then a shrine will appear. You have to go complete each three shrines. There's three shrines for each divine beast, new shrines, and then... And then you re-beat the Calamity Ganon for each of the Divine Beasts. Oh, and then And then you go back to the Shrine of Resurrection, and then you go down a level. I don't know. It's so crazy. So, so you kind of had to, like, fight all the bosses again, sort uh, of. Yeah, you did. And, and complete, complete three Shrines per one. Um, so more puzzles, which I do like the puzzles, so I wasn't upset about that in any fashion. Um, and I surprisingly... I think I had to look up one thing during that whole process because I just was stuck. But other mm. than that, it was pretty straightforward, but it was still challenging, which I liked. Yeah, I like that when it's like just hard enough to be satisfying, but I don't have to like <laughs> cheat, I guess, or whatever yeah. you want to call it. <laughs> look Follow, at a guide. Like a walkthrough. Yeah, get a guide or anything <laughs> like that. But no, it was fun. I've um, been really liking that. So I've been driving around just messing around with that thing so far and i've downloaded a couple of games on um from game pass on the xbox um, sweet alice madness returns i posted a video about the cheshire cat cheshire yeah. cat cheshire cat cheshire cat yeah i saw that on your twitter <laughs> yeah that um that depiction of him was really awesome it was very more on the evil side and uh probably needs more food in his diet but um no that game is really 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 fun if you really like alice in wonderland but the evil side of it not really the the fun things that come about with it um i like and that is game. this like a third person yeah game? okay yeah a third you can switch to first person so oh. i mean if you could do however you would like so that's you can have that little feature there but um I, I just liked the little pieces in the backgrounds that, that they put in the game. Just, like, the, the little things that make Alice in Wonderland pretty sweet. Like, the little, like, there's a, you know, the Jax game that kids used to play back in the day? Oh, yeah. Where you bounce the ball and, and pick up the things. <clears throat> yeah, that one. Um, yeah, so there's, like, little pieces of those laying around. Just, like, pieces of games, pieces of every, every little thing that kids like, but... They make it, you know, Alice in Wonderland-like. And you can shrink still and all that. But, um, yeah, so that one's a fun one I've been playing. And I haven't finished it yet. I think I think I got a good quarter of the way through or more. And um, the one thing that I like that I've found that's really interesting about it is you get a pepper shaker from this crazy lady that wants to eat you but doesn't. Um, and you have to go around finding pig, pig snouts. And if you hear the <laughs> snort, you have to spray the snout with um, black pepper, and You're then like, it explodes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very much real life when Rupert plays on the snorts too. Um, and then <laughs> you're like unsure if that's coming from the game or from the dog. I know. Well, I know that sometimes I'm like, am I wearing? I'm wearing my headphones, but is it really Rupert? Who knows? Um, yeah, and then you have to collect teeth to upgrade your weapons, which is really gross. That's the weird part. Like so. How does this the game start out? Like Alice is at like some orphanage, yeah. Like she's in an orphanage and like she's getting blamed for her parents' death and everybody hates her. 
and she's like talking to a kid therapist like and her dreams are wonderland or her memories are wonderland and he's like you have to delete those memories and she's like but i don't want to but he, yeah it's That's uh some crazy shit it's it's so dark it's pretty yeah it's a dark alice so i'm i'm into it i like it it's different from the the blue dress blonde hair alice the classic the classic Classic. i am looking forward to what dark mad hatter is like when you run into that character yeah right right now i think i just oh no i didn't finish it yet because i had i'm stuck on a part where i have to defeat some teapots evil Mm. teapots that spray hot ass tea at me and it it hurts (laughs) oh yeah you've got to be close then yeah so we'll see we'll see where it goes but yeah it's that part's i'm stuck on right now because there's so many of them i have to beat just for the Wikipedia description, it says that it's a psychological horror hack and slash action adventure platform video game developed by independent studio Spicy Horse. Uh, yeah. It came out in 2011. So, if, yeah, it's on Game Pass, like you mentioned. Um, dude, maybe I should check this out. It looks like it's, an awesome thing. It is pretty awesome. I, I would recommend it if anybody was really interested in like the little things and also the dark side of Alice in Wonderland. Because some people think that the dark part of Alice in Wonderland is actually the real part of it versus how cheery it came out as before. Right, like, right. How people depict it usually. If there's like dark undertones or at least themes there that yeah. could be um, delved into, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that one's one of them. The last one that I've downloaded that I've played a little bit of is The Long Dark, and that's a survival game. <clears throat> And you're um, you're a pilot, and your I think it's ex-wife comes to you with a mysterious package, and you ha- she asks you to bring her to a a city that's getting s- not really swept out, but just is caught in this really bad winter storm. And she's like, "I need you to bring me there so I can deliver this." And Where is it you- set? Is it in like Alaska or? Yeah, yeah. Thank okay. you. You're right. Yep. Yeah. I think it's in like deep Alaska or something and you have to go like more north in this winter storm. And I'm like, no, I don't really want to, but I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. And she's like, no, I need somebody that's not going to ask questions. So if, it, if you're going to ask me questions, then I'm just going to walk away. And Shady. I asked more questions. So, but I ended up doing it and we get in a plane crash, spoiler alert. And she <laughs> goes, she flies out of the plane somewhere and stuff gets scattered everywhere from the plane so i have to collect them as i go and try to find her i died of hypothermia multiple times <laughs> multiple times no. i couldn't figure out how to start a fire how stupid is that it's just there's certain like i thought you would have to just drop everything on the ground and then light a match and then the fire would start but no you have to just select a control from a radial dial specifically to start a fire and then oh that's dumb <laughs> but it doesn't st- i i didn't mention this last time but good thing um it doesn't always light for you every time because they try to make it realistic because mm. sometimes when you try to start a fire it doesn't always work because like oh my wind goodness or other things you're like i have light. one match left <laughs> i know i i i was going down i only had so many i think i had 12 matches i was like son of a bitch if i run out of matches how am i gonna start a fucking fire <laughs> I was so pissed. But yeah, and like trying to find food was really difficult. I think I almost starved myself once. But um, the first animal I had to kill was bunny. I killed like a bunch of bunnies to eat because I needed food. And it was really scary and grotesque of how to kill those damn bunnies. 
it it made it realistic for sure. Yeah, the sound and everything. It's like... a snap of their poor little necks. I felt bad. You're a bunny murderer. Yeah, I almost cried. I was like, I'm oh, sorry. No. I need to eat. Like, I'm so hungry. <laughs> That'd be like real life. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's like what Chris said. How you had to use like a rock to to hit a bunny. <laughs> Yeah, I like threw. You th- it's so hard to throw the rock because you know hypothermia. You're shaking. You're trying not to. You know, you're trying to hit it, but also uh, you, to ha- you still have to run up to it because it only stuns it for a few seconds. So you need to make sure you get it in time. And then once you grab it, you snap its neck, and you hear the poor little wince of the rabbit. And then you have to skin it, and gut it, and cook up its meat. Oh. Yeah, it's gross. But um, further on, I found a gas station and I found some dog food that is part of the food you could eat and actually gives you 500 calories. It tells you the calories and everything in this game, too. It's very intricate. And so it gives you actually like 500 calories, which is more than what you get from rabbit meat, apparently. That kind of makes sense, I guess. It's just all... Yeah, and then you have to save the can. You have to melt the snow, let it boil so it's safe enough to drink all that that sounds like way too hard of a game for me <laughs> it's very it's intricate which i like and but it's really annoying when you it just you there's not really that much direction which is fine you have to figure it out but i didn't find the radial dial to be able to start a fire many times it took forever i had to look it up i had to look that up that is weird why would you use a radio to start a fire but whatever i guess there has to be some way to like, like some form of menu to select. Oh from. yeah, it's a, or like a radial dial, so it's like a circle dial that pops up and you select what you want to. Oh, I thought you said radio. I was oh. like, like you know, FM, AM. Yeah, that makes sense. I should have just I should have put that together in my head, but yeah, no, radio menu that makes a lot more sense. I was like, why are you using a radio to start a fire? Like, this, this doesn't make any sense. What are they gonna like give you directions or like? It's sparks or something. Yeah, use sparks <laughs> from the wires. You mentioned that there was like a little bit of a story there where you're like looking for your wife. Did you run into like more? So yeah, like along the way, as you're trying to survive, you find pieces like a cloth note and you're like, oh, this was hers. Or like you've seen a fire and you're like, oh yeah, she was here. She started a fire. And like you run into this town that's empty besides one lady, one old lady that now that's where I'm at and I have to like help her survive so i have to like bring her a bunch of food and firewood so she can survive there by herself because how is she surviving there by herself already if she had in her house she had i think like two cans of pop a a thing of sardines something else and then she had a little bit of firewood um and she had she was just sitting in her living room with the fire going and a shotgun in her hand like ready for the bad man to come she said oh (laughs) i see really weird well dude you are a nice player because I feel like other people would just like take her pop and her wood and then Oh, I like, stole leave. her food for sure. Oh. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> I stole it so then I can make it to the gas station and at the gas station I found a bunch more stuff and then I brought back. I gave her half of it. Oh. And then and then I'm going to go to this emergency air another emergency area that has a bunch of other emer- like things to give like food and firewood and other things for her. So, we'll see how that goes when I get there. But it's just, it's so, and I've played it when it was really hot outside because you're in the winter cold, so it kind of, like, worked out. Nice. You get, like, mentally escape from the heat. Uh, yeah. 
I don't do well when it's really hot outside. Um, it's funny that I just kind of said I never, or I'm bad at survival games, don't really play them. Uh, I suck at them. I Oh, I remember the name of the game that I was trying to remember yesterday. It was DayZ is the game that I played a little bit. It was like a zombie survival game. Didn't somebody mention? No, no, that was World War Z that yeah. John mentioned. Yeah, we couldn't okay. get the we couldn't come to Daisy, but <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what that's what the game that, that I tried to play before was. But uh, actually, last night after our recording, I downloaded a game on my Switch. I guess I'll just talk about what I'm playing now. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a survival game, so it kind of transitions well. It's called The Flame in the Flood, mm. and it's made by like an indie team. I think it came out in like 2017. I'm trying to figure out who it's by because I have it in, open in front of me, but um, I'll figure that out while we're talking about. But yeah, it's called The Flame and the Flood, and you're this girl uh, who has a dog, and you're like traveling on a raft down this river, and it's like $14.99 or something like that, so mm-hmm. it's not like a full-blown survival game. It's like an isometric top-down thing, but it's really pretty, and it has like some rock aficionado or like i don't know they call him like a rock star or something like that but it's more of like a country rock kind of thing yeah and he plays the soundtrack and the music is super dope it's like somebody like strumming a guitar and like singing the whole time it's like really really awesome and like soothing nice i'm just looking at the pictures now it looks really awesome and it the one it looks like for your your um person's whole body system and everything it shows like your temperature if your, your stamina your food your water that's like in the long dark too it gives you that that stuff the levels where they're at that's awesome yeah it this one is a it's a roguelike so every time you die you start over at the beginning of the river and the river is oh, proceed yeah the river is procedurally generated you know so you know kind of like hades or whatever like each room is different in hades like the river will always be different and you'll run into like different stores and like i ran into a marina in one of them where you can like upgrade your raft but i had like nothing yet oh so that doesn't really help you yeah and i'm just i'm so bad at survival games and i've like died twice already which i guess is normal probably especially at the beginning but it's like how am i supposed to even like advance a little bit and get warmer clothes if i can't like find food to get to the next island even (laughs) right no that's yeah it's it's difficult that's the whole point i think that's part of it like for survival games they have to make it more difficult for you but uh yeah yeah it was developed by the molasses flood is the name of the company oh my yep and it came out on pretty much everything except for switch until later it came to switch like a, a year later almost. Yeah. But it's awesome and I really like it and I didn't even really plan on talking about it. It's just we were talking about survival games. Yeah, this one I like this one. This is really cute. And you I like that you have a dog with you too. Yeah, and you like can like companion. Um obviously inventory management's like a huge part of it. Yeah. So you can store things on your raft and on your dog. So there's a lot of like going into the island. My inventory's full, but I really want to pick up this wild garlic. So I have to run back to my raft and like fill it up. Um, you know, puts I put some stuff on my dog, like healing po- or like water. I have a water jar. 
and stuff like that. Yeah. It's cool, though. It's like it rains and you get cold and you have to, like, find shelter and sleep in buildings and, like, cars that you find and stuff. It's good. Yeah, that's – man, that's, it's very similar to uh, The Long Dark, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just like – it's like the simple version of it, kind of, but, like, probably uh, very similar difficulty level. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say this looks like Tim Burton-esque. Almost. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's good. I like it a lot, too. Um, and then I guess also I've been continuing my playthrough of the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Yes. Um, I finished Mass Effect 1. I ended up romancing Liara, which is the Asari alien lady. Um, and I did platinum the game, too, which I'm pretty proud of. Baller. Yeah, so I did, like, the nice guy playthrough. I, like, basically let anybody live that I could unless they were like really, really bad. And then I did have to start over because one of the powers that I needed for one of the trophies was like on a guy that I let die like early on in the story. And since I wasn't the right, like, I don't even know what you call it. Like class. I wasn't the right class to have that power. So I had to start over just to use that power 25 times. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, it wasn't too bad, though, because it didn't take that long. And there was one other thing I had to do, too. Oh, I had to go back for, like... I forgot to, like, ask one thing about the Protheans, which are, like, this ancient alien species that, like, goes extinct, and that's kind of, like, the mystery you're solving. And, like, at the very beginning of the game, if you don't, say, investigate and ask this one question about them, you don't get, like, the codex entry in your journal. So I played the whole damn game and didn't have one entry because I didn't talk, ask that one question at the beginning. (laughs) That's so frustrating. Yeah, but it all worked out because since I had to restart it anyway, uh, I reached the point of where I got all the codexes before I could even, like, use the power 25 times. So it all worked out. Well, well, shit, that's good then, but yeah, it would be frustrating if you didn't have to start all over and then you just missed that. <laughs> yeah, it was so, <laughs> it was pretty frustrating even then. I was just like, oh my gosh, that's so stupid. Yeah. You're lucky I screwed up that other thing. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, so now I'm like halfway through Mass Effect 2. I have pretty much my, f- I have every single crew member except for one and... I found out that you can, like, romance people and then break up with them and then romance other people. So I think I'm just going to romance, like, everybody I possibly can and then, oh, like, just whore. finish the game with, <laughs> with the one I like, which is Tally. Uh, she's, like, the the Quarian. I don't know why I like her. She's the coolest. She's always in an exosuit because um, their species has, like, no immune system because they, like, have been living on ships for, like, generations. So they don't yeah. have, like, any germs. It's cool, though. Nice. <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way. But you're gonna you're gonna pick her to end with, and give her all the germs that you've been around. Yeah, she gives all <laughs> the germs for everyone else. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, maybe I should romance her first. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. So yeah, uh, I guess I'm gonna try to bang all the aliens in Mass Effect Two before the end of it, and I'm gonna try to platinum that one as well. Which brings me to the last game I've been playing, which is Knockout City. Um, this is a trial right now. 
I think it's going to be free to play on Game Pass or whatever, part of the Game Pass subscription service. Uh, right now, there's a trial until May 30th. So if you hear this on the 28th, download it and then DM me because we can play some dodgeball for the weekend, at least for free. I think it's like $19.99 for the standard version and then 30 bucks for like the deluxe version once it actually comes out on May 30th. Yeah. I don't know if that's the day it actually comes out, but at least that's the day the free trial ends. Nice. Yeah, but there's all this cool stuff happening with like the free trial. There's like a beach party or something like that that they call it. That um, block party. I think block party is what they call it. So everything that you do in the trial, if you buy the game like before the 30th, you get to keep like all of your stuff. Oh, that's cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So... I'm probably going to buy it because I'm having a lot of fun and I'm playing with two other friends and it's like really fun when you have like two other people on mic and it's like, oh, oh." so I guess I should explain what the game is. It's a dodgeball game where I think it's five on five or three versus three. So we've been playing three versus three and it's just chaos. Like you're running, you can throw the dodgeball and hit people and it takes two hits to knock them out. Um, So you can hit them. Like, run and get the ball, throw it again, and then they're knocked out. Uh, It takes 10 knockouts to win a round, and then two rounds to win a match. That's best out of three rounds. So it gets pretty intense. Like, if you lose the first round, come back and win the second, then you have, like, that rubber match third round. Like, it's, like, really intense. So, like, knocking somebody out, that's, like, just hitting them with the ball, getting them out of the match. Okay. Yeah, and you can knock them off the map, too. So if there's, like, a hole, you can, like... Yeah, there's a... There's different maps, though, I would assume, right? Yeah, there's a, a few different maps. I don't know how many yet. You hit, you can hit square to, like, dodge forward. That's also, like, a punch. Um, so, like, if someone has a ball and you don't and you're, like, right next to them, you can hit square to dodge and, like, knock the ball out of their hand. Yeah, steal their ball. Yeah, and then grab it and, like, hit them with it. But then you can also catch the ball. So, like, if someone throws it at you, you can hit L2 at the right time and you catch it and then it, like, charges up and you throw it back at them and it goes a little bit faster, then they can catch it, and it charges up even more, and then they can throw it back at you again. So, like, it, the third time is, like, a supercharge, like, pretty hard to catch. Like, my friend and I were in the hideout, like, passing it back and forth to see how many we could do, and we didn't do that many because, like, once it got fully charged, your player would, like, throw it at the feet of the other player so they, like, couldn't catch it and stuff like that. So nobody explodes. Um. Well, there's, like all of these power-up balls or whatever. Like, there's one shaped like a football that is like a sniper ball, so you can, like, charge it up and hit somebody from, like, across the map. Um, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, there's a bomb ball that's it like, looks like a, I don't know, like a classic video game bomb with, like, the knobs on the outside. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that one is timed, so, like, when you pick it up, it starts counting down from, like, five seconds or something like that oh shit like get the fuck out of your hands yes you have to like run and find somebody (laughs) and throw it um and if you screw up you can blow yourself (laughs) you can blow yourself that's funny you can blow yourself up (laughs) as well (laughs) Freudian slip there and um gucci poochie did it once by accident like because it also if you have a ball and the other person has a ball and you throw them at the same time the balls can like hit each other so you can use a ball to like hit another ball to defend yourself this is sounding and, very sexual. Yeah, Gucci did that with his <laughs> bomb, and it blew himself up. Like, it was pretty funny. Oh, but yeah, shit. it's such a good game. Um, oh, there's a multi ball. It's so, like you can throw like three of them, 
um without oh, that's kind of cool can yeah. you get like possibly hit three people at the same time then you can there's like i don't know that you can hit them with the same ball or not yet i haven't really figured that out but you can get things well, I meant like, like one ball for each yeah 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 as they throw it. yeah like if there's two people that each have one hit left you could just be like boom boom and i've done stuff like that and it does this awesome thing like do you remember playing multiplayer? Oh, of course you do. Remember like old school mul- uh, Halo multiplayer when you'd make like, I think it was like three kills or something and it'd be like overkill. Yeah. And then be like Slayer if you got like 10. It does shit like that where it'll be like Slayer. double knockout and then like whatever, like triple knockout. And then it'll be like knockout frenzy. It's like it does awesome stuff if you do get uh, it's so much fun and nice. it's just like classic fun i didn't think i was gonna like it this much because it kind of has that like Fortnite aesthetic like yeah which when is I... over overdue like no it's a fortnight for me is i'm over it it's just what the kids like and that's what they're trying yeah. to attract with this game too is is kids which sucks for me because they're all gonna be better than me <laughs> in like two days so I better enjoy like the even mediocre success I'm having so far, which isn't even that. I probably win like half of them or something. It's so fun though. I highly recommend this game, and it's crossplay, which is good too. So you can play with your friends on Xbox and PlayStation and Switch. Nice. I like that feature. I like that they can do that now. Yeah, I'm stoked. Knockout City. It's like just cheesy enough to be fun. <laughs> oh, there's a moon ball too. Uh, so if you pick that up, you like jump really high, and then if you hit somebody with it, they like float off the map for a while. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. So like, if one person has the moon and you have a regular, like your buddy can hit it, and then they float up, and then you like throw the other ball, and like while they're floating, they can't catch it. So like, do you think you could use that to like save a teammate if needed? Oh, maybe if they were like jumping over a hole and you like hit them with the moon ball and they like floated over it. Yeah. Maybe. It could happen. Um, There is a one more mechanic that I forgot to mention that is a pass. So if you see, like, or if you have the multi-ball, you can hit L1 and pass one to your friend, and then you still have two left. Or Oh, there you go. That's cool. Yeah, or if they're, like, across the way and have, like, a good angle at somebody and you don't, you can hit L1 and throw it across, and then they can throw it at the bad guy or the enemy or whatever. <laughs> the, the bad guy. The other player. <laughs> you're not on my team. You're a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. I always used to say that in volleyball to my friends. I'd be like, oh, you're, really? my, you're, you're my enemy until this game is over. <laughs> nice. Uh, so yeah, Knockout City. It's a good time. I want to go play it right now. Talking about you, I got it all revved up. Yeah, but first, we've got to talk about some news. Does that sound good? Let's do it. All right, well, first up on the news, Valve, a little company you may have heard of. I think they do something called Steam or some shit. Um, <laughs> they're making a Switch clone, which is pretty cool. This is by, uh, we're taking this information from an article written by Sam Mikovich over at ArsTechnica.com is where this came from. And it sounds pretty cool. Angie, I know you're already like, in the PC world with your gaming PC and Steam and such. So um, is this something that you'd be interested in? 
if I would be interested in it, if we could customize it a little bit at the very least, like a PC, so you could upgrade your storage or like upgrade the inside parts. Well, let's yeah. tell people what it is first. It's basically a switch with that's going to function with Linux and the joy cons or whatever controllers aren't going to come off so it's going to just be like a handheld only but it also sounds like you're going to be able to dock it or at least somehow you know like some sort of cable like you know played on the big screen which it's like is cool that portable playstation they they made back in the day yeah it's kind of like comparison that. except but for it's going to play steam and like pc things yeah exactly so you'd be down if you can like like upgrade your video card mm-hmm. yeah if i can upgrade things at the very least then i'd probably be more into it um because then i could play more things uh like pc related versus like just switch related because like, i know the switch is portable obviously but that only allows you so many things to do um but if you can upgrade some things on there which you can't upgrade the switch obviously you just you have what you have mm-hmm. um then maybe it'll make things look cooler, run faster, sound better, all that fun stuff. Yeah, and you could play anything that's like exclusive to Steam or Yeah. And they have <laughs> deals all the time. You think they're gonna let the Epic Game Store on there? I mean maybe What are they calling this thing? No, there's no way they will. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> but I I mean what it would be it'd be fun, it? it'd be interesting if they could, but it'd just probably be just a whole Steam lab full of stuff. Um I think if they can make it work, I think it'd be awesome. But it's still in the phase where they'll probably cancel the whole thing and just nothing will yeah. work out. So this is they're it. calling it the Steam Pal. <laughs> I think they should come up with a better name, but that's fine. That works. I don't know if that's actually the name. I think that's just like a. Yeah, and it says in the article that the name can change. <laughs> I like it though. Um, this for me would only be good for like. Like I said earlier, like anything that's only on Steam, because I don't game on PC. Like I only have a laptop that is pretty good, but it can't really run, you know, like full blown games. So yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, I think the first thing if that it if it does happen, I'd probably play Terraria on it. Man, I could I could play that game for hours. I actually don't know what that is. What is it? <gasps> it's okay. <laughs> You can get it on, I know you can get it on Xbox, because I have it on my Xbox as well as my PC. Um, I don't know if they have it on the Switch it's or not. It's a 10 out of 10 on Steam. Yeah, it's a, it's a really fun game. It's You you start off as one person with like a wooden stick, and you have to just go throughout this whole world, and you find crazy stuff. You find random enemies, and um, you kill them. You find ore. Like you either are, it automatically populates what kind of ore you have in the game. So there's okay. like gold ore or platinum ore, silver. You have to find those and you can upgrade your weapons. That way you can upgrade your armor. It's it's a whole huge thing. But you can make your own castle. You defeat large enemies. There's like, what is it called? Like the... Uh, the underneath, it goes to like, you can climb up into the clouds and there's like cloud enemies and there's like a cloud castle thing up there, cloud house. And then you can go all the way down to like the lava and hell, basically. Oh, and crazy. oh the wall of flesh is at the is at the bottom. Of flesh? It's wall of flesh, yeah. Ew. So if you go all the way down to the bottom <laughs> and you instigate it, I think you have to drop a doll in the lava to to do that. 
the wall of flesh will come at you and just start shooting random things at you and like shoot its tentacles at you it's weird it's crazy (laughs) it sounds like it's a 2d sandbox game that's absurd yeah it's fun though i like it right on (laughs) well you could play that on your steam pal when it comes out (laughs) um that brings us to our next story which is something i'm excited about this is written up by Imran Khan, published on fanbyte.com. Square Enix is making a Dark Souls game, or I guess clone they're calling it. Basically, his, Imran's headline here says Square Enix set to announce a new action RPG Final Fantasy spinoff, which to me sounds really awesome because I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan. Angie, what do you think about this? I haven't gotten into the Final Fantasy series, not because I wouldn't like it, but just I just never have gotten in, never played it, to be honest. Um, but I know some people that are really into it, and it by just hearing about the game and hearing reading this article, they, I think they mentioned that they're probably going to be calling it Final Fantasy Origins, mm-hmm. which, I mean, usually if they go back to you know pre-start of the series. It could be a really good game if they do it the right way. So I, I'm kind of curious to see how it plays out and how people like it. Especially, I want to see how people like it, the ones that are super fans of the Final Fantasy series. Yeah, and how many people even know, like, I'm sure there's plenty of, like, hardcore hardcore Final Fantasy fans out there. But, like, me, yeah. who has only played, like, 7 and up, and not even all of them. Like, I haven't really played 14 or, is there a 13? I don't even know. Is there a 13 that I don't know about? I think that this would be great because, like, I'll be able to learn all of these origin stories or at least, like, where, I don't know, the universe came from or something. Because they're all different stories, you know? Yeah, that's – so I'm, I'm wondering how they're going to do it. But they obviously have a plan or something in mind because mm-hmm. otherwise they wouldn't announce it. I'm excited for this because I just think the potential for it being like a Dark Souls type game. It says like yeah. Neo DNA in the game is likely because people core to the, the first two games development are like involved in, in Origins, in Final Fantasy Origins. And Neo is a hugely popular game like with my friends. Like they played Neo and Neo 2 and I played like some of it because I think Neo was free on PS Plus for one of the months. Oh, awesome, yeah. Um, and it's really, really hard. It's just like Dark Souls. Um, but this says it's going to be more accessible, which to me just means like a little bit easier, <laughs> um, which I think I said yesterday reminds me of Star Wars Fallen Order. Yeah. Uh, because that's like a Dark Souls-ish type, you know, the combat's very deliberate, but it's still like not that hard. Like it's it's learnable for someone like me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm super stoked about this. Just think about all the powers. Like you can be like casting like paralyzed spells and like time spells and you know Ooh. silencing people and then like casting your lightning and it's gonna be can awesome. Can you have multiple like spells like that or can you just choose one? I mean, powers? in Final Fantasy, there like you kind of would. I'm assuming you'll choose like a class, so you'll be like either a mage or like. A melee fighter or whatever so like you right. can you know have all your sword moves or have all your ba- it's the basics it has like lightning fire ice what do you water what do you go for usually when you play i'm pretty much always a mage in like every game 
I just like magic because it's like it is really cool. Yeah, and it's not you in real life. Like in real life, if I really wanted to, I could like I don't know, use a sword or or like fence, learn fencing or something. But there's no way I could ever like cast an ice icicle in my hand and like shoot it at somebody. You know, honestly, that would be really sweet if you could do that in real life. Not saying I want to icicle somebody to death. Oh. I would icicle cool. everyone if I could. What are they going to do? <laughs> Arrest me? Icicle. You don't know what I... There's no weapon. It would melt. <laughs> Freeze. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So there's that. Shout out Imran Khan. Um, and hopefully we hear about that soon because it is that time of year. Um, just so today, I watched only. the Horizon Zero or Horizon Forbidden West uh, like had a reveal and I watched like the first 10 minutes of it and it looks sick oh yeah i think uh i think chris at vg occasion mentioned that oh did he did he yeah on twitter on the twitter verse awesome give him a follow that brings us to our next third our third story on the news which is kind of sad i don't know kind of expected i don't know exactly but um, Biomutant reviews came out. Uh, the game released on the 25th of May. Um, it looks super cool. It's like the description is ridiculous. Uh, like on Metacritic, they say Biomutant is an open world post-apocalyptic kung fu fable RPG with a unique martial arts style combat system. Doesn't that just sound awesome? Like, yeah. how could you not like that? That just I don't know. You're a mutant animal. That sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you can kind of, like, change your powers and stuff based on, like, what you run into in the world. Like, because in the trailer, the, like, raccoon kung fu fox guy or whatever he is, like, (laughs) he, like, touches a frog and then his hand turns, like, black and yellow spotted, like the lizard, you know, like the poison frog colors. Right. Sad, I say, because I think that uh, people put too much expectations on this game because... Uh, at least what Chris was saying is that it was like developed by a small team, like something around like 20 people or something. And they're, oh. and they're being compared to games like Assassin, Assassin's Creed oh, and yeah. And, and Horizon really good compared to the trailer. Like, I think they did really well. Yeah. And the reviews on Metacritic are really skewed. Like there's like a 95 here from game space and then, there's a 20 here from like quarter to three it's just weird that oh jeez they're so opposite so i guess maybe try it out and maybe you'll fall in love with it and you know critics aren't always right right no be your own figure it out like try it out and see what, what you think of it if that's the type of game you're into anyways but yeah i mean open world rpg with kung fu why not right <laughs> It looks really cool, too. Like you said, like the environment's kind of pretty. And um, I guess the knock on it is that it's kind of repetitive, which I can see how that can ruin a game for you. But whatever. Go check it out. Yeah. Last story on our news doc is all about Unreal Engine 5 uh, demo that just came out the other day. We saw this at like E3 or something I think last year, uh, it was this awesome demo of this woman kind of like running through like some ancient ruins and she kind of just like 
is flowing through and jumping and it's super fast and super awesome frames and then she like lands at the end and it looks all cool um and they like kind of extended on that and showed like a boss fight and it just looks amazing how am i not familiar with any of this is this just on playstation or what no because unreal is the engine that epic owns and they like let everyone use it so it was just like an epic demo like Uh, the company was yeah showing it off like what it can do so i guess it's coming to fortnite first um but like they're giving developers access now uh which is cool because then they can start developing some games because i guess it's launching uh early 2022 oh yeah oh i see cool that's awesome yeah and there's like the this new video of it with this huge like I don't even know what you call him, like robot monster giant. Like he's freaking huge. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. It, he looks awesome. I want to know what game that could be in. Yeah, I mean, maybe they should just make it. That's how Fortnite got created. It was like really? a testing thing for for Unreal Engine. Yeah, and then it just like became a game and it was sick and people loved it. So maybe that's the same thing that's going to happen with um, Scout. Or maybe they're already planning a game on it that I don't know about, but I think her name is... Oh, no. Scout's the name of the girl in the game I was just playing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. We already talking. recorded this podcast once. We're talking in circles <laughs> now. Um, so, yeah. I guess this just is just awesome for video games in the future. It means that our next-gen systems are finally going to get next-gen engines uh, for developers to develop on, which it means that our graphics are going to be better in the next year or two or three. Uh, and I'm stoked. Well, it doesn't surprise me. That's where things are going anyway. Mm-hmm. So like look it. out for that. That's the end of the news. And I think, how do you want to do this? Cause we did get that question written in. Should we answer the, that one instead? Well, I want to say that one, if we can get everybody or at least okay. another person for next week. I like that. All right. Most normal question is what video game crossover would you like to see? And what brought me to ask this question was I saw this tweet about how No Man's Sky is crossing over with Mass Effect. And I just thought that is like the perfect crossover. Oh, that would be awesome. I'm really into No Man's Sky um, since I've played it that little bit for a little while there. And I'm going to get back into it, too, because that I like I like space exploration. I think that's awesome. Have you played a Mass Effect game before? No. Dude, you should play these games. They are so good. And all they are is, like, space exploration. You literally just, like, fly around to different planets with your alien crew and, like, fight bad guys and have cool powers. <laughs> How could you not like that? That sounds, that sounds legit. I actually don't even know what this Mass Effect No Man's Sky crossover entails. I guess they're going to put the ship... They're putting the Normandy into No Man's Sky, which is sick. And there's a photo of it at GameInformer.com. If you search Mass Effect crossover with No Man's Sky, you'll find it, and it looks amazing. But that's not what we're talking about. I just got distracted because I wanted to see like what they're actually doing. <laughs> um, Angie, do you have any video game crossovers you'd like to see? Uh, not in particular. I mean, I really like like I got into Super Smash Brothers like a couple years ago. And I think they did a really awesome job there. I, oh, I, yeah. I played. I was Daisy a lot, though. I was just kicking ass being Daisy. Any, anytime I play anything with Mario in it, or like 
that type of thing. Like Mario Kart, I'll be Daisy. <laughs> Mario Party, I'm Daisy. <laughs> Dude, I swear that whenever Daisy the computer is in Mario Party, she wins. She's feisty. <laughs> I like it. Right on for... I guess, like, video game crossover-wise, I was joking in my head about this, and I think it would actually be hilarious if Monster Hunter and Pokemon did a crossover. Yeah, that would be... Oh, yeah, go. I was gonna say, that would be really crazy. I I, uh, just played a couple nights ago uh, with my nephew a Pokemon card game. Oh! Board game. And he was teaching me about all of the, the characters... And I, re- I beat him with the uh, Raichu, which uh, I have no idea still what he is. But I do. I He's an evolved version of... Pikachu, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I defeated him and all of his like Charmanders and Charmeleons and all that fun stuff. And nice. He's like, no! <laughs> nice. I think that would be a pretty crazy uh, crossover. I think that's a good one. Yeah, I can't imagine how awesome it would be to like go into like an arena fight with four other people, or like three other people... And like fight a giant Pikachu <laughs> or like a giant Bulbasaur or something. Cause they would oh like, you could God. just like literally put the skin of a Pikachu over like a monster's, you know, <laughs> Sounds so developed boring. skeleton and it would be hilarious. And oh. then, and then vice versa, you could put like a Rathalos in Pokemon and like capture the Rathalos and like evolve it up into like a Raytheon or something like that. I don't know. Oh shit. Yeah. It would be dope. Maybe you found something there. They should do it. Hit Don't me up, Capcom. Everybody. And Game Freak? Yeah. Game Freak and Capcom. Hit me up. That does it for our show today, everybody. Thank you so much for joining the podcast this week. It's the second time for us, the first time for you. <laughs> Angie, can you let people know where they can find you on those internets? At Stellar Smalls. Check it out. At Stellar Smalls on the Twitters. You can find me at AJ underscore ID. That's E-I-D-E on the Twitters. Once again, if you want to contribute to the content, you can send emails to podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast. Sign up for our newsletter, Mostly Normal Monthly, at mngamers.substack.com. Or call lastly, Oh, not lastly. <laughs> call us on the voicemail. Do it. Which is 507-291-2991. That's the best way to get a hold of us because we can put your voicemail your voicemail on the podcast for everyone to hear. Lastly, leave us a five-star review because Chris wants you to. So does John. He it makes him feel good. Yeah, it makes John real happy. <laughs> he needs that more more than I do. That's it for our show. Everybody now go play some games. Bye.